your Bible with me to the book of Psalm. We will start by Psalms 36. Psalms 36. And we're going to read from verse 6 to 12. Psalm 36, 6 to 12. We'll read together, but you can mute your devices. One to go. Thy righteousness is like that, is like the great mountain. Thy judgment are a great deep, O Lord. Thou preserved man and beast. How excellent is thy loving kindness, O God. Therefore the children of men put their trust under the shadow of thy wing. They shall be abundantly satisfied with the fatness of thy house, and thou shalt make them drink of the river of thy pleasure. For with thee is the fountain of life, in thy light shall we see light. O continue thy loving kindness unto them that know thee, and thy righteousness to the upright in heart. Let not the foot of, of, of pride come against me, and let not the hand of the wicked remove me. There are the workers of iniquity fallen. They are cast down and shall not be able to rise. Praise the Lord. Yes, that is what will happen to the workers of iniquity. Are you one of them? If you are working any form of iniquity, you need to repent. It doesn't matter the magnitude. Sin is sin in the sight of God. Uh, repent from them and let the fountain of life, let the fountain of life begin to flow in your life and even through your life, beginning from this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, I want somebody from the, from the church uh, to share with us uh, where what have we been looking at? Who can tell us our exhortation line? And where did we stop yesterday? You can unmute your device and tell us. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We have been talking about the commandment and we talked about adultery yesterday. Amen. God bless you, man. Yes, we talked about the Ten Commandments, and yesterday we stopped at, uh, we looked at uh, adultery. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Uh, this morning, we'll continue from there. Now we are moving on to commandment number eight, verse 15 of Exodus chapter 20. I'd like each one of us uh, to please turn our Bible to Exodus 20. And then uh, we're going to read uh, from verse 15, verse 15 and 16. And then uh, we'll jump to the book of 2 Thessalonians, chapter 3, verse 6, 6 to 15. Now, Exodus 20, I read from here, thou shalt not steal. So verse 15, thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Now turn your Bible with me to the book of 2 Thessalonians. Paul was corroborating what the Lord says, this commandment. It was Paul, you know, Paul elaborated on it. Now, 2 Thessalonians chapter 3. If you are there, I want you to shout the big hallelujah. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3 from verse 6. I read from here. Now we command you, brethren, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you withdraw yourselves from every brother that walketh disorderly, 
and not after the tradition which he received of us. For yourself know how ye ought to follow us. Uh, actually, let's read together. I want you to unmute your devices. When you read the word of God, it's like um, the spirit of God talking to you. So let us all unmute our devices as we read together. One to go from verse 6, 2 Thessalonians chapter 3 from verse 6. One to go. Now we command you, brethren, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you withdraw yourself from every brother and walk with your delight, and not after the tradition of each who receive of us. For I yourself know how you are for we gave not ourselves disorderly among you, neither did we eat any man's bread, nor for wrought with tables and travail night and day, that we might not that if any man will not walk, neither should he eat. For we hear there are some which walk among Walking not as all, but are busy bodies. Now, then that we are such, we command and exhort by our Lord Jesus Christ with quietness. And eat their own bread. But ye, brethren, do not weary in well doing. And if any man who be not for our world, know that man, and have no company with him, that he may be at least. He is counting not as a man, but as a man, brother. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And God bless you. Please, you know, in your name, your device. Um, this text is very rich, and it, it addresses practical things in a contemporary society. Now, we are looking at commandment number eight: Thou shalt not steal. What does it mean to steal? It simply means taking what is not yours to take what is not yours. What does it mean to steal? It means taking possession of your neighbor's properties, taking possession of the church properties that's not your own, taking possession of the school properties, taking possession of the government properties, taking possession of that which belongs to the community or your employer's property, and the lease is ended. Now, brethren, I want you to know that God frowned against at and God frowned at stealing or at any level. Now, uh, stealing is an evil habit that oftentimes starts small. When a child steals, and there's no correction. There's no appropriate discipline to chase out that demon. It could gravitate to something higher. And so stealing, there's a demonic spirit behind it. However, much more of demonic spirit, there is also the place of discipline. 
Now, even as a child or as an adult, one of the ways to avoid stealing is this, you must be born again. That old nature that is in you must be evacuated. And a new nature, nature have to be planted in you. When that happens, anyone that is in Christ cannot steal, not by mistake or by no whether intentionally or unintentionally. Why? The Holy Spirit, the Bible, teaches, Jesus Christ said, said the Holy Spirit which is in you shall teach you all things. The Holy Spirit will never teach you to steal. He will never teach you to steal which that which is not your own. Now, if you read the book of Exodus for that chapter 21, chapter 22, God elaborated on all these commandments further. And I want to encourage each one of you to study Exodus 22, Exodus 23, I mean 21, 22. It will help you to understand. Now, when we talk about stealing, stealing in this context, it also involves, for instance, taking possession of another man's wife or another man's husband. He's stealing. He's stealing. He's stealing. Now, and God frowned against it or taking your neighbor's ass. And there were many examples cited. Brethren, there are people who still steal. They steal from God. People who don't pay their tithe, they are robbers. They are stealers. They are stealing from God. And so there are different levels of stealing. You might say, well, um, you know, do people say, oh, yes. I mean, look at the church, for instance, how where we are located and how oftentimes a lot of things have been stolen. People break into the church and stole, you know, things. Sometimes, you know, we, you know, we have one or two cases, but thank God our God who is faithful and mighty, who always restore that which has been stolen. Let somebody shout a big hallelujah. Hallelujah. There shall be no loss in our camp in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, so stealing is, is, is an evil habit. And no one engages that except they repent, they can't make the kingdom of God. So it's a commandment that we, particularly the younger generation, we must teach our children. Let our children must learn to be content with what God is doing in their life. They must not have any reason to convert what, what that is not with that which is not their own. And as parents, we must be an example to them. When you are sitting down or you are driving or you are together, if you if you are talking like an arm robber too, of course that enters into them. So we as parents, as children, every one of us, you must be content with what God is doing in your life. If there's anything that God is doing in your, in, on your neighbor's life that you love, why not pray? Lord, I thank you for what you are doing in the life of my neighbor. Please remember me to forgive. Show me mercy. Open the heart. I tell you, you never know what God will do. God will open greater doors for you. Greater doors. And you will not have reason to steal. You will not have reason to convert your neighbor's property in the mighty name of Jesus. So that includes even cars. That includes properties, houses, and a lot of other things. Thou shalt not steal. Now, Paul, in this context, in this letter, Paul was saying something. He said that, I have heard that you, he says that, 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 that brother, the name of that, you withdraw yourself from every brother, brother that walketh disorderly. 
So if we follow the Bible, we will have peace. There are people we need to withdraw ourselves from now. But with a caution, Paul says something in verse 15. He says, yet count him not as an enemy. That's where there's a problem. Now, you see, if somebody decides to be walking disorderly now and who has been faithful, well, this, you know, withdraw yourself from, from, from the person. What that means is that if you have been going in and out together, stop that. Start interceding for the salvation of the soul of the person. However, don't take the person as your enemy. The person is not your enemy, whether in relationship, whether in character, in everything. No, treat the person as a brother, as a sister. Now, why pray for the person? Trusting that the Lord will, the Lord will touch the person and open his or her eyes. Now, look at Paul says, he said, for, he said, for ye yourself know that uh, how ye ought to follow up. For we behave not ourselves disorderly among you. So the report came to Paul concerning the church at, uh, at Thessalonica. And he was told that there are people who are walking disorderly. Just like we talked about in Bible study yesterday, as many of you that, that joined either in person or online. We, there are people who don't have work to do. And that's why Paul, you know, uh, you know, in one of his epistles to Timothy, he says specifically about young widows. In fact, he gave their age. He said they are in their 30s, they are 40. So if anybody becomes widow at that particularly woman, he said they should go and remarry. Why? To avoid being a burden to others, to avoid being busy burden. The truth is this, brethren. Anybody that is not productively engaged, you are likely going to steal. You are likely going to engage in, in, in things that are not profitable. If you have the things that you are engaging your time with, if you have the list of things that, are, that will move the kingdom of God forward, that will move your own life, your family forward, I tell you one thing. You will, you will be productively engaged. You won't have time for busybody. As believers, while we pray and trust God for revival to break forth, we must not be busybody. Who is a busybody? They look at what Paul said. He said, neither did we eat any man's bread. For not. Paul was showing us an example. Borrowed with, with labor and traveling night and day. That's an example of a man of God. Traveling night and day. So Paul is saying, why are we doing this? That we might not be chargeable to any of you that we might not be chargeable to any of you. That we might not be chargeable to any of you. So Paul says that I've been working night and day. The same thing with us, brethren. You must work night and day so that you are not chargeable to anybody. So that you are able to provide for your own household. So that you can be a blessing to the church and not a burden to the world. I pray in the name of Jesus, we will be a blessing to our generation in Jesus' name. Now, the Paul went on. He says that anybody that will not walk, let him not eat. Most of people that are still on the street, what we see is that they want to ride big cars. They want to live like others who are walking really hard. But it doesn't work like that, that way. You have to go walk with your hand and believe God for God's blessing. Now, you are going to, um, let's take um, commandment number nine. 
Thou shalt not bear false witness. That we can find in verse 16 and 17. Against thy neighbor. Brethren, what does it mean to bear false witness? It simply means saying, uh, is a, uh, cooking up a statement that is not true. Raising up allegations that have not been founded. That means that have not been confirmed to be true. Spreading rumor. We have many examples in the Bible. It all began in the day, you know, in the Bible too, in the days of uh, Abraham. And then it all spread even up to even to our generation. If we look at if you look at the life of uh, you know of Moses, it was very evident there. If I his own blood brother and blood sister, they were the one who started with him. That's why the Bible said a man's enemies are members of his household. Now it's not supposed to be so. It's not supposed to be so. Wife. Don't kick against your husband. Don't kick against your children. Don't be an enemy to them. Husband, don't be an enemy to your wife, neither an enemy to your own children. Don't be. We are not supposed to kick against each other. Even though the Bible says so, the Bible is telling us that we should not, these things are not supposed to be like that. Now, so bearing false witness, he's saying, oh, it is true. I was there, but you were not there. Or saying a statement, that is not true concerning your brother or your sister or their family. As believers, we are to desist from them. What you have not found to be true, don't then put your mouth in it. Whether at work, don't bear false witness. If they call you something is uh, missing or, or you know that somebody, maybe you know somebody that has been, um, maybe, the, you, maybe the person has offended you and at work, the management is looking for ways to terminate the person. And, and you, you're not saying, hey, yes, I've been waiting for that time. No, that shows you are not born again. You don't have the mind of pride. I remember in one place of work, there were places that I worked in the past. And, uh, you know, some set of, uh, we were a team of about probably 12 to 15 people. And then one day we were talking about performance wise. And they began to talk about one of my brothers. And I call him one of my brothers, even though he's from the Philippines. He, but yeah, he's way, way, way older than me. But he's a child of God. He walks in his church. In fact, he's a child of God because I've related with him for some time. Now, and some set of people, and I was there that day, they came. They said, hey, hey. Uh, if we're ever going to remove some people from this team, who are we going to start with? And one of them said, mention the name of this, my brother. And they now asked me, what do I think? Uh, of course, you know what I would think. Uh, you don't even need to pray too long. Uh, what I would think is that, that is, we should not do that. And I left them. So, Thank God that 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 their evil thoughts did not see the light of the day. Brethren, please don't allow, don't be a false witness. You are supposed to support your brother, not to pull your brother down. If your brother do what is wrong, the Bible teaches us what we need to do. Yes, correct your brother-in-law. Show him or her the way back to the cross. And then even your own soul, watch even your own self, watch over your own soul. 
So we are going to pray this morning. The spirit of bearing false witness will not rest upon us. It will not rest upon our children. It will not rest upon our household. In the mighty name of Jesus. Now we are going to lift up our voices. You are going to say, Father, I thank you for sending your word unto me this morning. Go ahead and unmute your devices now and begin to pray. And then while we get ready to lift up our voices in prayer, Father, I thank you for sending your word unto me. I thank you for your word in season and out of season. Word of faithful and everlasting Father you are. To you alone be all the glory. To you alone be all the honor. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Now, your next prayer point. Now, I'm going to call the prayer point. And then while we pray together, you are going to pray and say, Father, Father. let me never have reason to steal. Let me never have reason to convert my neighbor's property. Help me to always be content and make me a blessing to my generation. Go ahead and make that your prayer. Wherever you may be this morning, lift up your voice. If you are here this morning, you are not born again. The way to overcome every form of false accusation spirit or let me know God will make what's going to for me, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Keep me in your fold. Keep me in your fold. Abba, Father, Lord, by your mercy, for your name's sake, let me know. Let me not steal. Let my husband not steal. My children will not steal. Through the words of God, Abba, Lord, we shall be contented with what we have, Lord. Please, Lord, please be contented, Lord. Please write my name in the book of life. As from today, Lord Jesus, I will follow you in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Church of Day, for saving my soul. Lord, give them their faith. Write their name in the book of life. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. In louder, amen. As many that are walking disorderly in your church, in my family, please be merciful on them. Restore them. As many that are jobless, please provide work for them. Go ahead and lift up your voices this morning in the name of Jesus. Everyone must be productive. Your day must be very productive. You must have things you want to achieve. You must have list of items to accomplish, list of books to write, list of vision to accomplish, list of prayer points to people to pray for, list of souls to follow up, list of people, list of chapters of the Bible to read. Every day must be engaged, must be engaged productively. Father, many of your children that will be walking disorderly, restore them that this revival will not be stopped. In the name of Jesus, in Jesus' mighty name, we are free.